This episode of Tellers contains adult content. Discretion is advised. But see, the thing about joyriding, and it, whether it's a a, a G-ride or whether it's a stolen vehicle, you know, you joyride in the area that you know best. Mm-hmm. You don't go to areas that you don't know. You don't go to the boonies or be out there with the white folk riding around so you can get pulled over by the right. cops. You know, you don't do that. You stay in the hood <laughs> where you pull up on somebody and, you know what I'm saying, and it's, it's going to be no issues. Most remember their childhood and adolescent years as fun and vibrant. Those teenage years when your parents have to answer for all of your mistakes. And it's no secret that teens can do things to get themselves in trouble and they make dumb decisions. But in this episode of Tellers, you'll hear how one boring night for a group of teenagers turned into a joyride that they will never forget. I think I was like maybe 14, 15 ish, and my sister was dating this guy. And he was a, you know, he was a troublemaker from when we met him at Perkins. Like the first time I met him, he got jumped in the middle of the hallway in middle school what? by all these dudes. Yeah, like, <laughs> and he was whooping their ass though. Like, <laughs> they were a well acquainted group of friends, and like most teenagers, out searching for something to do. We were all the same age. So, so you all were? Between 14 and 16. 14 and 16. Yeah. And were you Probably guys no just... 15 and 16. Let me not say 14. And were you guys just bored? We were just troublemakers. Like, it was no, a was whole just... gang of us. Like, I'm not lying. If I... if My ages between 14 and, and, and 17 were, like, really awesome at the same time that they were bad because it was, like, the camaraderie we had. Like, mm-hmm. we would all walk around and big groups, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of the fucking dead winter, cold as ever outside, and we all, like, in a group. With nothing to do, the group of teenagers decided to get into a little trouble. Yeah, so we decided to go steal cars, okay, and drive them off the lot because they left the keys in the key boxes on the windows of the cars. So it's not like they had to pop the locks or, you know, peel the column back or anything like that. So we just put the keys in there. (laughs) So (laughs) the... The car dealership yes. will leave keys inside the key boxes On attached the, outside of the car to the window. Yes. What the, what was smart about what they were doing was they would go and take license plates to the cars that they were going to take off of somebody else's car that was identical to the car that they were going to steal. <laughs> so he was like joyriding, like, really living it up, like, having a lot of fucking fun. Like, even though that, we really shouldn't say that it was fun, but that was fun. I mean, you were, yeah, you were teenage You know, right. And it was like trouble. And then, you know. And trouble is what they were going to find. The teenagers quickly came up with a plan of action. The We had three people leave the residence where we was at. So the three people who left, Walter, Wayne, and Scott, Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> they went to the car lot, and they each got a vehicle. So it was three cars. Okay? Do you remember what cars they were? They were really nice ass cars because it was the early two thousands. So I know one of the cars was a Mercury Mountaineer when they first came out, and it was fly. It was the teens' first time in a car so nice as they described. 
so you can imagine how excited they were and not really worried about what was going to happen to them later on that night. The other one was a um I want to say it was like a, a it was a Pontiac. It was something fast and it was really nice too. So they got the cars, you know, we did what we did mm-hmm. at the at the residence we was at and we left and it was like throughout those those next couple of days it was just Ride here, ride there, kick it here, kick it there. And then this one faithful So you day. had had the cars for a couple of days. Yeah, I would the say. The same I w- cars? I probably, or? Yeah, I would probably say probably like two days max. It was, it was the same cars. hmm It's almost hard to believe that a group of teenagers could ride around in stolen vehicles for more than one day and not get caught. But that was soon change. Probably a few days later, we go and drop my little sister off at her dad's house, like two streets up from mm-hmm. my mom's house. As mm-hmm. soon as we get onto Copley Road and turn down Noah on the street that my mother lived on, the police gets behind us, okay? They follow us from Copley. The officer following them then turned on his lights to pull them over. And we pull up to my mom's house, not paying attention to the police, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't, like, turn the sirens on. They just turned the lights on. So we didn't even pay attention to that. But we pull up to my mother's house. And as soon as me and my sister go to step out the car, he, my sister's baby dad, who is her baby dad now, he pulls off. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we was halfway out the car. Was he, like, take off? The two sisters were about to experience something that they had never experienced before and certainly would never forget. He takes off down the damn street. I swear to God, he gets like 60 in 2.5 seconds. And like the street was not that long. Oh my God. He had to turn the corner. So as soon as he hit the corner, here go a whole bunch of other police officers coming down the street now. They had no idea how the officer could have known that the car was stolen, considering that they had tried to cover their tracks so well. But this was the beginning of a high-speed car chase. And we turn onto By Street to get to Store Avenue. Soon as we get to Store Avenue, another cop car comes to try to ram us from the side. So my sister's baby dad had to jump onto the sidewalk. So now he's driving up the sidewalk <laughs> in a stolen car while we're on a high-speed chase. And my sister is screaming. When I say she is screaming, she is screaming her head off. Why the F is you doing this? And, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, trying to stay calm because I'm like, we in a high-speed <laughs> chase. Like, I'm scared as shit. I'm like, oh, you about to go to jail. Oh, my God, yada, yada, yada. The teenager driving the car led the police on a chase for 10 to 15 minutes before turning onto a dead-end street and exiting the car to run. Once he hopped out of the car, he jumped into, like, the ravine that was on the side of the road. He jumped, (laughs) once he got into the ravine, the police started chasing him. 2.5 seconds later, the police officer come back like, I can't find him. (laughs) The police had no idea where the driver had gone. Now, mind you, my sister's baby dad, he was a sprinter. If he'd have did right with his life, he could have been on the Olympics running with Usain Bolt. That's how quick he was, like him and his cousin. They was some real fast runners. But apparently he hid in the ravine. You know, he didn't even really run that far, but the police officer was just too lazy to actually go look. But these two ladies were not going to be as lucky. One of the police officers that pulled up, he really didn't like us because we caused so much trouble and he didn't came to my mom's house so many times. So my sister go 
and snatched the license plate off the car because the license plate or the 30-day tax was already stolen anyway. So she rips the license plate off the car and the officer literally gets mad and like starts cussing around like, why the fuck would you do that? And da, da, da. So I, I'm, I'm telling him like, excuse me, you can't talk to my sister like that. He said, you shut the fuck up before I hit you with my pistol. And I smacked my lips. And he said, smack your lips again and watch what I do. So I smacked him again. I'm like, I'll be damned if this officer actually hit me with his gun when I didn't even do anything. And I'm mm-hmm. a girl, you know what I'm saying? She so at the, when you smacked your lips to the cop the next time, what did he do? He just looked at me, and he was threatening to take me to jail, but he knew he couldn't because he he basically, the only person they could take to jail was the person who was driving because we didn't have no knowledge of this car being mm-hmm. stolen because not only did it have 30-day tags but you know he, he's known to drive his family's vehicle and then by his cousins being in the car we really didn't think it was stolen but mm-hmm. you know that's a crock of shit we told them and what they did next was something that everyone has attempted in the presence of a police officer knowing you're about to get in trouble we immediately start crying. When I say we was crying, I was faking crying so hard that my head was hurting. I cried and cried and cried. Like, why we do this stuff? We didn't know. We was just trying to go home and did this and that. Amazingly, the plan works just perfectly. And the girls are given a ride home. But their trouble does not end there. All I'm going to say, okay, because <laughs> our theatrics literally bought us another life because we was actually supposed to go to jail and get charged with a whole bunch of bad shit yeah so the gentleman driving the car did, mm-hmm. he, did, he, did they ever find him or no figure he ended out up back him? at my mom's house probably about seven o'clock that night so they never like pressured you guys to tell them who mm, it was no they tried but you i know. mean they already knew who he was you know like he was already known with the police at doing what he was doing. That, that's why I'm saying since middle school, this was the situation. Mm-hmm. Not even two to three days later, my sister is trying to go cash her check for working for PIC, which was a summer program that mm-hmm. kids could work for. Here we are in the Mercury Mountaineer. Okay. Really nice truck, by the way. Big sunroof, nice. So music. this is after the chase. We just got into a high-speed chase, yes. We are back into another vehicle. A mistake. That would almost cost them much more than before. He was, Gerard, the one who was driving, he was probably doing about a good 50, maybe 60 going up Hawkins. And he tried to hit. what is the normal speed limit on Hawkins? Probably like 30. He was doing a high rate of speed. And he tried to hit a corner at this, you know, just to hit tire screech or whatever. But it was a car parked, and he didn't pay attention to that car being parked there. If he wouldn't have jerked the wheel how he jerked the wheel, we'd have went dead smack into the back of this car. Although they had avoided an accident with a parked car, the way that the driver jerked the wheel ultimately made them jump a curb. So once we jumped that curb, we went directly into somebody's garage, okay? (sighs) Now, when we are in this garage, we go through the garage, I should say. Go through the garage, tear the whole damn garage down. You know, just, it was the worst shit. Hit all the lawn furniture, ran into a whole bunch of trees, went through the trees. Got stopped by one tree before going into a whole nother person's house. Everybody is getting tossed around. Things is just getting fucked up. Like, everybody. You know, my sister was in the back back of the truck, like where the hatchback is. 
and I was sitting in the, the back seat, and then his cousin and him were in the front seat, you know. So they got hit with the airbags. I'm getting tossed around to where once once my body go up in the air from the force, my head hits the roof, and it takes my neck to the to the left to where I almost broke my neck. And <laughs> my sister in the back seat getting her ass whooped by the visor that holds shit down. It broke off. And it, like, bruised her ribs to where she actually still fucked up from that to this day. Like, you can still see the bruise marks and everything. Like, it was a really, really horrific accident. And to say that we all got out of that car and walked away is to say it was just a miracle. Once again, the sisters found themselves in a situation. But this time, they may not be so lucky. But my sister... She want to lay down to be fucking dramatic in the middle of the people's <laughs> yard. And I'm already halfway down the street when I'm like, damn, where's my sister? <laughs> so now I got to run all the way back to the damn crime scene to pick my sister up out of the damn grass. The lady sitting there yelling at us, what the fuck did you do? Why the fuck would you do this to my house? Da, 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 da. And, we, and I'm sitting there like, I don't even give a fuck about her. Like, I'm like, my sister fucked up. I got to pick this bitch up and carry her. We walking down the street. She had on this bright-ass dress. I'm going to give y'all that insight right now. Just w remember the bright dress. As the sisters fled the scene of the accident, they were then spotted by a meter lady on duty that day. She see us, and we get to the people's house. We sit in the house trying to get... Got frozen peas every damn where. My sister sitting there with uh, uh, literally a frozen rack of ribs on her side. Like it's just such a coincidence. She put ribs on her ribs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so me and my sister decide to leave. Okay. And mind mm -hmm. you, she had on that bright ass dress I just told y'all about. So the meter lady see us walking and point the police in our direction. So as soon as we get almost to where we could have got away. The police roll up all fast and shit, skirt, turn on the lights. Where are y'all coming from? And she said, yeah, that was them. I remember her wearing that dress. I look, I promise you, I promise you, I ain't going to swear because it ain't right to swear, but I promise you, I looked at my sister and I said, I told your stupid ass not to wear that fucking dress. It was ugly as shit anyways. It was too bright. It was a bright ass, like, neon orange color. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. she looked like a fucking big ass highlighter. Why would you <laughs> look like a fucking highlighter? It's already summertime. Like, it was, the, it was the worst idea. I told her not to wear it. She wore it anyway, so that's the way we got caught. And I'm going to tell this now. Listen, me and my sister was not about to go down for nobody, Okay. So they were going to try to take you guys to jail, like this time, jail. like this time final, like you're, there was no getting out. Exactly. We were in the police car and they took us around the corner to where they were already at the house that we just came from. So they already knew where they was mm -hmm. and they found out about us because of the hating ass meter lady, bitch reading meters for a living. When they returned to the house where everyone else involved in the situation was held up, they were told that they will be going to jail. And, you know, my little punk ass, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to go to jail. Oh, my God. So they come in and they say, you know, you can get two years per car. Two years per car. You have to let us know what was going on. And I'm sitting there like, wait, two years per car? And I'm like, shit, I know we stole four cars. So I said, let me <laughs> count this up. Mm. Hmm. So I thought about it and I said, you know what? Me and my sister ain't have nothing to do with this situation. Okay. I said, they picked us up to go cash my sister's check 
and that was the end of that. You feel what I'm saying? And because I'm, I'm basically not even worried about nobody else. I'm just thinking about my sister. Like we don't need to go to jail for this because they came to my mom's house to pick us up, mm-hmm. even though we were involved the whole time. But I'm not gonna tell they asked that. I'm speaking up for me and my sister. We about to get the fuck out of this. And after being threatened with eight years of prison time, the 16 year old girl finally broke. Boom. I snitched. And so at that moment, what happened? What did they do? They called my mama. <laughs> they called my mom. And she had to come to the police station <laughs> and pick us up. Shit. I wanted to stay. I didn't want to go home. I'd rather had spent my night in, in Dan Street, which is the juvenile detention center in Akron. I'd rather just been in Dan Street. It's going to be some shit. So I instantly start pleading. As soon as she was like, Mom, we really didn't know. Like, like literally mm-hmm. trying to, because I know what was going to be the situation. Might I add, my mom done put her foot on my neck before. That is the reason why I was pleading my case. Just in case y'all think I'm just some punk bitch out here. Because I'm really not. But I didn't want her foot on my neck no more because that shit was crucial. Mm. She she was just tired of our shit. Like, it was always something. It was every week. Whether we was fighting the neighbors or fighting people up the street, down the street, across the street, next door, or we was involved in being somewhere we had no business being. It was like we was always into something. They walked away with a big lesson that day. A lesson that they will keep with them for the rest of their life. A lesson that will keep them out of trouble. It taught me that being a follower don't get you nowhere, but either in trouble, dead, or in jail. That is it. That is all. Because if you don't, if you, no matter how fun it may look, no matter how awesome it may seem at that present time, if I'd have actually went to jail for eight years over stolen cars, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. It's a guarantee. Mm Because I wouldn't have been able to have the jobs that I've had. I wouldn't have been able to have the situations that I've had fall into my lap. Because not only would I have been a convicted felon, but I'd have been a convicted felon. And that's all it takes in America for you not to succeed is to get a felony. That's all it takes. And lucky me, I didn't go to jail. And they sent my ass home. Every time I got arrested, I got sent home. Every time I got arrested. I got sent home. I didn't get charged with nothing, even though I was involved with everything I've done. That is why I can sit here and say, to truly understand God's blessings, you got to look back on the things that you did, Mm -hmm. but the things you didn't get in trouble for. (laughs) 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 Because, man, my record should be a mile and a half long. To this day, God blessed me to not have a record <laughs> as a child or as an adult. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. Well, all right. Thank you so much for joining us here on Tellers. Make sure you guys stay tuned for more from us. Make sure you follow me at on Instagram at S-E-E-J-A-Y-D-E-E. That's C-J-D. And my co-host, who could not be here with us tonight, Alicia, you can follow her at she, she true underscore three.